Hey everyone, Bob WP here, episode 140 of Do The Woo. I am joined by my co-host, Noel. We have recently gone from two episodes together every four weeks to one episode, so I've missed Noel, but it's great to have you back, so um, good to see you here, Noel. Hey, Bob, good to be back. Be missing you too, man. Yeah, we just, um, you know, we were we were getting in the flow there, and then we, you know, I disrupt everything. So, you know, that's that's my life is disrupting other people's lives. So, so um, yeah, we're we're excited because Noelle is a builder herself, and myself just having known our guest for as long as I have, it's always fun to talk with Adam. Adam Warner, how are you doing? I'm doing really well, Bob. Thanks for having me, and nice to meet you, Noel. And Bob, it has been a number of years, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. It's you know, it's it's one of those things that somebody the other day was asking me about something like, when was the first time we met? And it was, you know, I mean, in person, it was like 2015. And I'm thinking, wow, that's already six years ago. So, yeah, it's it's crazy in this um, WordPress world, you know. Time time flies when you're WooCommercing and WordPressing. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Well, we always start with the famous, or I should say infamous, question, which kind of lets you tell us what you're doing, but um, specifically, how do you do the woo? Well, I do the woo in a bunch of different ways. Uh, so as you mentioned, I, I'm with GoDaddy Pro. Uh, GoDaddy Pro is an official sub-brand of GoDaddy focused on website designers and developers. And in that world, WooCommerce is a huge piece, as we all know, uh, in addition to WordPress. Uh, so I am on the brand build team. I run the uh, global field marketing events and community team here at GoDaddy Pro. So it's my job and my team's job to be uh, deeply involved in all things WordPress project, uh, WordCamp sponsorships, and other uh, events that are adjacent to uh, WordPress and WooCommerce. And having been a WordPress user myself since 2005, I've done a lot of things with WordPress through the years. And I'm just so happy that this is my day job. Right. Cool. And I know that you have a long history in WordPress, but what was your first touch point to WooCommerce? Where, where did that come along in the whole WordPress journey? Oh, boy. Um, I really have to think about this. Now, I remember there was um, there was mention of, was it Addy was his name? Uh, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there was something... Uh, some terminology about with including rockstar and it was, uh, it was some, um, branding or initiative where I think, um, uh, I first learned of WooCommerce previous to, um, to my WooCommerce days, I was using the OS commerce, uh, open source platform, mm. uh, to spin up my first e-commerce store. And that was a, um, dog, and pet supply store called Derby Dogma because my dog's name was Derby. And I was very into, <laughs> uh, you know, Zen type things. Um, and then if, I, I don't even remember exactly how I learned of Woo, but uh, I think it, what attracted me to it was the, um, the creation of e-commerce themes where you, you, you saw product listings um, and you didn't have to do a lot of manual uh, template editing and, and those sorts of things. So, um, and, and my former 
plugin company business partner was in South Africa. And I believe Wu uh, and the team there were in South Africa at the time. So there was a kind of a connection there too. And that's, that's where it all began. Yes. Um, so you mentioned using um, GoDaddy hosting to spin up your Woo site. Is that correct? Uh, almost. It's uh, It was a site for my two sons. We have uh, seven and nine-year-old sons. And uh, so um, GoDaddy does offer uh, WooCommerce hosting, uh, and it comes with a lot of premium in- extensions included in that hosting package for the you know, normal hosting price, which um, through the years, through WordPress and WooCommerce, uh, through my experiences, and I'm sure that both of you can relate, it's... Um, when you have an idea for an e-commerce store or website for that matter, mm. uh, you have your go-to plugins or your go-to plugins for the solutions that you need, right? Uh, and with WooCommerce, there is such a wide variety of, of plugins out there for different uh, features and uh, payment solutions and all kinds of stuff. What attracted me uh, twofold, what attracted me to our WooCommerce hosting was one, um, I'm dead set on eating our own dog food and putting things to the test from a web designer and developer perspective, which I am at my core. Uh, and also because we have this partnership with uh, WooCommerce and Automatic and uh, our acquisition of Skyverge, which uh, if people don't know, was a uh, is a premium provider of WooCommerce extensions. So that hosting comes packaged with basically any solution I would have needed. Uh, and as you go through the onboarding process, you choose what kind of site you're, you're, you're anticipating having. Are you going to have subscriptions? Do you need a payment processor or using PayPal? All these different things. And so it was kind of this all-in-one package. And the idea behind it uh, was, um, I'm sure like <laughs> all of us here, we, we have a lot of side hustles. And I, and I think... Um, I think that that's probably one of the core um, personality traits of many people in this space is that we're we're constantly creating and wanting to to try different things and and and, and entrepreneurial uh, um, uh, spirit and creating businesses. So, all that to say, uh, I wanted to teach my sons financial responsibility. I wanted to uh, show them what dad does for a living uh, and get them interested in building websites, but more importantly, showing them the value of creating something, earning revenue from it, and then using those profits responsibly. So uh, what was it? What were, what were the kids going to sell? Well, <laughs> that's when you start thinking of an e-commerce store. That's one of the first things, right? Is it something that you're going to create? Are you going to do some kind of a drop shipping business? Do you have some kind of product supplier? Uh, and so what I decided on was they're constantly drawing, excuse me, they're constantly drawing pictures as many kids do. And my nine-year-old specifically gets very into whatever character he is into at that time and like hyper focuses on it for many, many weeks and months. And so um, I challenged them to come up with a bunch of um, pictures for me and uh, scan those in, remove the background, and then um, using Printful uh, to put those designs on t-shirts currently. So I spun up a site called realkidshirts.com. The 
interest level from my children is a bit of a roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) I have to constantly remind them, hey, we need new stuff. Uh, And then, of course, the question of advertising uh, and getting the word out uh, for for that e-commerce store. That's where the real challenge uh, comes in. So um, I've been lucky enough to have a really supportive network of friends and colleagues on Twitter and LinkedIn that uh, when I mentioned this project and what I was doing with it, uh, we got a, we got a quite a few orders uh, just from people simply supporting uh, the the project, but uh, which was great. It was it was really awesome to see their eyes light up when hey we got an order and you've made four dollars and fifty cents, <laughs> and so yeah, it's been really good so far. It's it's a long term play. I want to continue this um, throughout the years, but like any business we're going to have to invest in it. We're going to have to invest in content uh, in terms of product descriptions and of course, blogging to whatever our target audience is. Um, I'd like to expand that to uh, put those products also on an Etsy store. Uh, The Printful integration has been really pretty slick. uh, I have to say it's been very convenient. There's a few little things here and there, but uh, as a very busy person, with work and kids, it's been fairly straightforward to spin up this e-commerce store and get it going and manage it. What I'm curious about is we're perceiving this whole process as kids and just curious, or was it actually like working with clients and kind of hearing the same thing from them? Yeah, I'd say a little bit of both, Bob. Like, you know, explaining... So I tend to over-explain things. <laughs> my, my children know this. Uh, they say, Dad, just get to the point. But explaining how I was building it was a bit over their head. Uh, they, they did catch on to you know, the basic concept. We're going to create this thing. We're going to make it available on the internet. And then we're going to tell people about it. And if they like your designs, they can buy a shirt. And it costs us so much to make it and ship it. And then you get this little slice of a profit on top of that. And I would say like comparatively speaking, like as if working with a client, it was, um, is very related to getting the content, (laughs) uh, you know, get, get, get those drawings to me. And then they would have a tendency to just whip something up and it was very messy and I knew they could do better. And, uh, you know, so getting them to really understand that the quality of now I sound like, <laughs> like, uh, like I'm really a, a hard nose about this, but understanding that the quality of the drawing, having lines and things made it easier for me to put it on a t-shirt instead of having to do a lot of editing and things. I was just trying to streamline that. So I'd say getting the content was probably the closest of working with a real client. I also think, Adam, it, that it's an interesting exercise to having to drill down the concept of e-commerce, which, you know, can be really complex, to really, you know, it's core cool and simplifying and explaining it in such language that your sons can understand it. You know, I think that's, it's an interesting exercise to do, like, makes me want to do it because then you really look at what is it at its core and I mean I haven't worked with kids but I have had clients who are 
like say retired and you know and um being online and behind the computer is not their thing at all so i've had to do it in a different way but similarly and yeah yeah you know and i think that comes from a few different places actually now if i if i really think about it one when I grew up in a small town in Michigan and uh, in a blue collar family. And my dad was very work ethic focused. Um, in fact, I, uh, he made me, I guess, or encouraged me strongly to uh, get my first job at 12 years old with a paper route. And his purpose uh, in retrospect was to teach me responsibility and work ethic. Uh, however, working since I was 12 with, paper route and dishwashing and on a blueberry farm and all of these uh, jobs that a typical teenager would have. Well, one was pushing wee willies, weenie wagon, (laughs) selling hot dogs and potato chips. Uh, The only job I've been fired from incidentally for giving away free food to my friends. Um, I left for college when I was 18 with $300 in my pocket after all those years of working. So I wasn't taught financial responsibility. I was taught a very strong work ethic, but not uh, financial responsibility. So, you know, you in in 1990, you go to college and credit card lenders give an 18-year-old kid a credit card. And at the time, it's like free money, right? And uh, I, did, I didn't understand. I just, I just thought, oh, well, you know, I'll promise to pay it someday in the future. And then, uh, you know, you ruin your credit in your 20s and it's a it's a long slog back to uh, some sense of financial stability, and of course, you know, there's always the ebb and flow of work and life and all of those things. And uh, so, um, it's not where the idea came from, but it's where the purpose of this project came from is to to try and teach them uh, the value of money. Because now these days, they they each have a tablet, they play. The, a game called Minecraft, which a lot of people know, and Roblox. And there are a ton of digital upsells in these games. So can you buy me this texture pack for $1.99? Uh-huh. Well, sure, I can do that because it's only $1.99. But if you do that multiple times per day, every day of the week <laughs> for months on end, uh, it, it adds up. And so uh, it was a bit self-serving, I guess, because I wanted to, to for them to understand uh, you know, financial responsibility. So what better way to do that than to take, you know, your future into your own hands and create something, uh, and put it out there. And I also, you know, I want them to have the same kind of entrepreneurial spirit that, that I've had. Uh, and I want them to know that, you know, they don't have to depend on a company or a boss, uh, you know, their whole lives, although I'm sure they will at some point, but I want them to understand that they have the power to kind of define their own uh, reality, their own existence, and their own financial future. Wow, oh, that's some awesome, awesome uh, things to teach a kid. I mean, I'm I'm not a parent yet, or probably in the upcoming years. But yeah, I uh, I feel the same way. Like teaching entrepreneurial skills and at least showing like look you've got these options it's not you don't just have working for a boss as an option here's what you can also do expanding the horizon at such a young age sounds really wonderful 
Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And, um, you know, and, and forgive me, Bob, but I've, I've said this before and probably multiple times in the community, but when I, when I finally learned that was in 2001, I was working, I had gone to school, got my degree in advertising design, but then I went straight to work on the factory floor, uh, building office furniture in West Michigan. That was the big industry then. And, uh, I had this, I had been doing this job for probably two or three years, and I was growing increasingly dissatisfied with the thought of being in the same metal building for the next 30 years with 20 minute lunches and two, you know, 15 minute breaks a day and not being able to, well, I guess I should say always having a a financial cap or a salary cap, right? Uh, And then 9-11 9-11 happened and that affected the uh, office furniture industry really, really badly. Uh, so we went through these three rounds of layoffs and I uh, volunteered for the third one uh, because I was, I was going through a divorce at the time and uh, I knew I needed a change, but I needed an outside force to force it. Uh, so I volunteered for this, uh, this to be laid off. And so I had uh, no wife, <laughs> no job. And I kind of had to reinvent myself. And at the time I was building HTML sites, you know, by hand and as a hobby. But what that did is that forced me to then become self-reliant or more self-reliant. Looking back, I had grown up and been kind of, uh, I wouldn't say coddled, but I, you know, I worked and, but I had always had someone to fall back on, but it was, it was at that time where it was time to, okay, this is it. There's no backup. No one's going to bail you out. So do it. And I want to instill that same philosophy in my kids at a younger age so they don't have to go through uh, the ups and downs. And also, so they won't come to me and um, <laughs> expect me to bail them out when when they're older and when they're adults, you know? I mean, let's be honest. Uh, well, this is a perfect segue because as I listen to you talk about starting this site for your kids and what you've gone through and what you learned it really is a, there's a fine line between that and what a lot of people are doing now, starting sites and for the first time and maybe leaving businesses and doing their own business and learning that, yeah, you know, you're starting to get money in, but you got to be responsible for it. There's investments to make all this stuff, which is really interesting because we always look back at our, you know, childhood and think, you know, sometimes we feel like we're going through a second or third or fourth childhood. I don't know which one I'm on right now, but it, it happens. <laughs> and so, you know, looking at all the things you do at GoDaddy, I mean, you have WooCommerce hosting, you have the hub. What are you, you know, as you talk with builders and stuff, are those same anxieties in them that really kind of are in you as a parent? working with your kids and them dealing with all this emotional things that are happening around them by, you know, like I said, maybe leaving a business and starting an online store. Uh, What are some of the things you're hearing from that sector that is moving to this, you know, kind of forced, do I want to say over the last year and a half, especially where they're thinking, you know, this is maybe what I need to do. And they come to you and you have these options. Just what kind of the feedback you're hearing from people? Yeah. I mean, that's a really nice segue because as we've all seen, the pivot to 
e-commerce has been a critical, critical option for many, many millions of people um, as they simply try to survive and provide for their families, you know, given the pandemic and businesses closing. And uh, we've seen a, a huge influx of people kind of reinventing themselves, I think, and putting their passions uh, first instead of just simply a paycheck, but putting their passions first because they don't have any other option, right? So, uh, or any other good options. So what we've seen along with a lot of other digital providers, I'm sure, is this huge influx of interest in e-commerce and creating your own future. Uh, From a web designer developer perspective, there's kind of two tracks here. The, the providers, the ones who build sites for people have gotten extremely busy as, uh, even businesses who, who, who have survived, they, they needed to pivot to e-commerce to keep up, especially restaurants, right? Curbside, uh, pickup and delivery and, and, and the occlusion of, of those features on their sites, which may traditionally have been a brochure type site with a PDF menu, you know, um, just enhancing, existing businesses through the use of um, the plethora of e-commerce tools available, including, of course, WooCommerce. Uh, And then you have this other other side of the audience, which are these people who are, for lack of a better term, in a desperate situation. They need to survive. They need some money coming in. Uh, So uh, they have turned to e-commerce. And what we've done uh, with GoDaddy all up, the entire company, uh, we have these e-commerce solutions, which um, include uh, everything that you would need for a, a really reasonable price, right? So if you look at in terms of Shopify, you know, Shopify, you're in for uh, 29 a month or something like that. And I think our WooCommerce hosting starts at $16 a month or something like that. But we're right on par with those other providers as well. And then GoDaddy has been very specific about leaning into e-commerce across all of our teams. So you'll see like the acquisition of SkyVerge, which I mentioned, so we can make sure that we're providing the tools and the solutions that people need. And then the acquisition of Point, uh, which is a, a GoDaddy brand for WooCommerce. It's a payment uh, provider, uh, which has the same... Uh, terms as uh, many other payment providers. So you'll see that there will continue to be kind of these packaged solutions, which also provide the level of customization that a web de- or a, a web designer developer might need as they're building for clients, but also for a do-it-yourselfer to just jump on the platform and start adding products. And there's integration with uh, Etsy and social selling and all kinds of cool stuff happening. Hey, Bob WP here, and I'd like to take a moment to thank two of our pod friends for their support of Do The Woo. You do what you're good at, and when building your clients' WooCommerce shops, often it's a perfect opportunity to partner up with someone that fills in those gaps to make your client 100% happy. Mindsize has helped individual stores handle hundreds of millions of dollars worth of orders. They know their stuff. Their site performance audit with ongoing monitoring and iterative performance improvements are key to help you optimize your next client project. 
So with MindSize, they're a great partner to consider, to hook up with, and make sure your clients are 100% satisfied with the performance of their sites. Visit MindSize.com to learn more. If you have a client who's looking for a point-of-sale solution, consider suggesting Foo Sales. In fact, Foo Sales is the first native WooCommerce point-of-sale to support in-person payments using Square Reader. Now, you can use Foo Sales with the Square Terminal for your client projects, but the icing on the cake is that it not only works with Foo Sales iPad and Android apps, but the Foo Web app. So you really need to check this out if your clients have been asking for a point-of-sale solution or a new point-of-sale solution. Find them at foosales.com. And now let's head back to the show. Just as a whole, e-commerce, it's been around for a long time, right? And then the pandemic pushed it front and center in front of many people, I think, that would have otherwise been aware uh, that they could sell their own things online uh, or their services. Uh, but now uh, there's there's a definite need and people are actively seeking out uh, solutions where they can you know earn their own living instead of being dependent on, on something that may may be fragile. Yeah. Now have you seen with developers and builders, you know, it used to be, hey, you know, I as a developer or builder, I don't need to get on this platform with all this stuff because I'm gonna do it all and I'm going to figure it all out because I'm, you know, smart enough and good enough and I can do it type of thing. But now it's like, you know, I need to have these tools because I can still do what I need to do, but I don't have to go and be hunting all this down. I don't have to be asking my customer to buy this and that. Has that primarily this shift that you're seeing in builders? Because obviously they're looking at that more seriously now. Was that a result of this year and a half, or have you seen that coming before this? I think it, in many ways it was coming before the pandemic, but I think obviously this pandemic pushed builders to seek out kind of um, packaged solutions more. And because of the demand being so high, it's really comes down to saving time in their day building sites and working with clients. Um, we all know that more efficiently you can do things, uh, the more clients you can have, the more recurring revenue that you could potentially have in terms of care plans and such, mm. uh, like GoDaddy Pro, the, the platform provides, right? So managing all of those sites and clients all in one place with a solution that comes with everything that you may need or that the average client may need, uh, I think it's it's really it's all about these web designers and developers saving time in their day to to get the job done to deliver uh, for their clients. You know, of all, all the reasons I listed before of using our WooCommerce, like using our own product, making sure that if there's an experience that's less than stellar, that 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 gets surfaced immediately. The fact that everything that I needed was there. And I spun up this store in 12 minutes. Wow. Uh, and that included applying a theme, you know, the uh, Rich Tabor and team uh, from Coblocks and, and Theme Beans, they came on to GoDaddy a, a few years ago. And they are the ones that built that onboarding experience where you're choosing a theme along the way. 
um, and powered by Coblox. And um, now that we get into full site editing, you're going to be able to customize the look and layout of your e-commerce stores and just the WordPress install by itself with the addition of full site editing coming into WordPress core. You know, imagine a, a space where you're you're spinning up a site and your client maybe has given you some designs and some specs and some layouts for some different pages. And through the use of Gutenberg patterns uh, or the pattern library, it's going to be easier than ever to for a web designer and developer to meet the needs of of what their client wants in terms of layout and stuff. So I, I, I see a really bright future uh, for e-commerce and as more integrations happen too. So imagine your, your store is powered by WooCommerce, but you can basically sell anywhere. I mean, you can do a lot of that uh, these days too, uh, but I think it's only going to get easier and easier. Now I'm going to turn the table here because this is something we talked about a little bit before is you have the opportunity, Adam, to talk to somebody that's actually build size. And I'm sure you, it's not like you don't ever do this, but you did have, we did have a chat with Noel a little bit before you just kind of learned her background. Do you have something you'd like to ask her that you would like to know from a builder perspective? Yes, absolutely. So uh, what Bob is referencing is we were doing introductions and I've learned that Noel has been building e-commerce sites and WooCommerce sites specifically for eight plus years. And so, Noel, I think my my first question that comes to mind uh, for you is probably what is your what is your biggest pain point in uh, in working with an e-commerce client or or starting to build an e-commerce site? Uh, from the ground up and and as are there any processes that you've put in place to help streamline the time it takes for you to do those things um yeah definitely there are two there are two point uh, pain points i'd like to bring up um there is content i mean i think any web developer will probably tell you uh acquiring content from a client is a challenge i have developed processes as in Almost certain rules that I go by is that I do a very thorough prep with them very early on and I tell them very clearly about what's necessary. You know, I provide, I can provide like templates for them or guidance or, you know, points that like, for example, when they write product descriptions or like, you know, prepping the product um, information is the biggest thing. Like I helped a client uh, recently configure all of this because I had a setup we um there's a massive it's a it's a big fabric store and I have this eject powered filter and people must be able to say okay I want fabric to make cushions and I want it in purple and I want it with botanicals and you know it will just appear right there but then you know I now need to chat with the client and say like listen whether this is going to function beautifully or not, is highly dependent on how you enter the data. So I provide these templates that, you know, these guys are, are empowered to provide these, all of this information like in bulk, neatly in a spreadsheet, like ready, ready to import. But I always, I always tell them like, if they will tell me, oh, no problem, we'll have it whipped up in a couple of weeks. I'll tell them, listen, many clients have been telling me this for the past years 
things will come up and it is harder than you think. And that's okay. You know, like, especially, especially when it's small businesses that don't have say a dedicated, uh, dedicated content team or marketing team, especially when it's just one person doing it or a very small team doing it. And one thing one thing that I also in my process um, pay special attention to is compatibility. So if I need to plan extensive functionality and I'm using uh, and I'm using plugins as the base to make it work and then extend it with custom PHP or to connect certain things, um, I will also have very early on have conversations with the plugin developers to ensure things are going to work well together should it not be clear in the documentation. But not only with them, but also with the hosts. Um, because, you know, nowadays um, certain hosts disallow certain plugins or certain plugins might not work as well on certain platforms. And I can imagine with, um, with a WooCommerce hosting that you provide, people don't have to worry about that because, I mean, Obviously, you know, these plugins um, from Skyverge, for example, are all going to be working beautifully on your platform. So people don't have to worry about that. But um, yeah, that those are those are definitely two two pain points that, you know, I I will continue on improving on, yeah, as time goes by. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, you know, I think the main takeaway that I have from that is uh, communication, communication, communication. And prep, 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 like good preparation. And, and, and setting expectations. Yes. Overestimate, rather give yourself too much time that, than, than too little. Um, you know, I'm not talking, for example, like the clients giving themselves time for content. And I'm really about making a very, very, very detailed outline of how everything is going is going to work and having people review it and, you know, think of, start thinking of things really early. Um, I'm really finding that basically the more time I spend prepping, the less time I spend developing. Mm-hmm. It just takes out so much, so many, it takes out so many anomalies. It takes out so much extra time spent. If you can discover certain compatibility issues early for example mm-hmm. to just run a run a few simple tests you know use a use a default theme and just install these couple of plugins and do a very basic setup of you know what you want to do and yeah catch the bugs early definitely and you know it's not just building the site and adding the inventory and making sure that the payment process works and emails are delivered it's the setting expectations with clients on how to update inventory and what not to do and maybe calling out uh, the, 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 the hurdles that could happen if they, for instance, if they format their, their spreadsheet in a, in a way that's different from what they've been instructed to do. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is exactly something that is something that I have done. Like I've literally said, like if you're going to spell color like this and your other colleague is going to spell a color attribute like that, then you will now have two, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So just from my point of view for, from working with clients in the past, I've always avoided e-commerce with, with clients uh, because of the, the potential uh, chaos it can cause to my life. Uh, But it sounds, but it sounds like, like, 
you know, putting those processes in place and being very, very adamant with your communication and expectations, it sounds like that's not an issue. Or do you find that it just varies from e-commerce project to e-commerce project, depending on the client? Yeah, it, 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 it can vary. The processes definitely help. And also, you know, yes, um, one can experience something as chaos, but also there is also a huge diversity. And I love that. Yes, e-commerce brings unique issues, unique things to, to come across, unique anomalies, but that also makes me love what I do. Um, I rather, I was actually explaining this to my fiance the other day to kind of explain how my brain works. I say, I rather am to the point of almost bashing my head on my table, trying to work out an issue. And then, you know, of course, eventually solving it and having the, having the right of, hey, I solved the puzzle. I love that. Then a day where Oh, not much happened. I just, I, I can't. So I love the diversity. I love the complexity. I love that no site is the same. I love that you can't always predict it. So it works very well with my personality, thankfully. No, that's awesome. Uh, kind of a last question here. I want to ask you, you know, running these, you have these great packages and you have these options for plugins in there. And Noel, you know, had talked about, you know, wanting to make sure things aren't, you know, going to be incompatible with each other. And you've got that comfort level there because you've, you know, probably put them in there and you probably tested them. But do you ever have people that do come back to you? And, you know, I, I get this all the time. I get people saying, you know, oh, don't use many plugins. And I always, you know, I'm, I, my site has always had an average of 50 plugins and people just freak out. And, and I say, well, you know, I take the time, I, I test them, I make sure they're working well. Do they ever come to you and say, oh, I've, it's great, all these plugins, but, you know, everybody's always telling me on these blog posts I read that I shouldn't install many plugins and I have such choices how do you kind of handle something like that or how do you approach that? Yeah. Well, first of all, we don't advocate adding all of these extensions. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> far, far from it. Right. Um, what, what they're, how it works is what you, 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 uh, well, two ways, right? So the onboarding, and then if you're just doing it, uh, in the, in the admin, uh, through the onboarding, you're asked a series of questions. Basically, what kind of store is this? Do you need a uh, curbside pickup? Do you need subscriptions? Do you need memberships, et cetera, et cetera? So your choices there determine which one of those uh, extensions get installed during the, the, the spin-up of that, of that WordPress and WooCommerce install. Uh, but then when you're in the admin, you have access to all of these extensions, but it you have to physically take that action to click install and use it. And what Noel touched on the, the, the beauty of, of having these available is of course, giving the user or the, the web designer developer, the choice to have those available in that unified space, right? So they don't have to go, uh, you know, buy from here or buy from there, a premium extension. You're saving a ton of money on yearly, uh, software renewals, uh, incidentally. And, um, but also, um, again, what Noel touched on was because the Skyverge team is uh, a part of GoDaddy now, there's, there's an entire team dedicated to making sure that everything works smoothly, uh, together. Uh, so that's the, that's a, that's a, that's a big benefit. And then as, um, you know, bugs are reported or, uh, um, issues are surfaced, 
um, internally as a, as an entire company, we have a, a method for surfacing these sorts of things and defining what team they should go to uh, automatically creates a, a, a ticket within our system and, and things are followed up on pretty quickly. So pretty proud um, that um, the, the way things work here are the way things work because we're all very uh, focused on um, making sure that our customers are having the best experience uh, possible. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it is nice for the developer to see and be rest assured, hey, you know, I can grab this plugin because I need it and I don't have to test it. You know, it's here. It's obviously going to work and not going to conflict unless they start, you know, adding a bunch themselves, but it's kind of in the suite of things there. So, and this whole, this whole conversation kind of makes me nervous in a sense, even though I have WooCommerce on my site, I've been building my own site since 2008. I think that was the first WordPress. I'm saying WordPress. And for the very first time, I've hired an agency to rebrand do the boo and redesign the entire site mm. and and it's quite an investment i'm just i'm just hoping i don't become the client from hell you know it's um i'm going to i'm going to pull back i'm going to <laughs> give them the stuff they need i'm not going to make them beg for stuff because we are on a uh, you know a timeline too so um i'm just i'm listening to this all from a different perspective right now and i don't know i might might have to have this show at the end with the the people that were at the agency and say, you know, um, have a podcast, just how was it to work with Bob and say, Hey, come on, tell the truth. You know, <laughs> no, Noel and I'll host and, and you'll just have to listen. Yeah. <laughs> well, Adam, thanks so much for being here with us at Tidawu. Um, so now when people want to go find out more about you and what you do or want to connect with you, where can I find you online? Oh, well, thanks, Noel. It's been a real pleasure. Um, I, I'm very active, uh, well, the ebb and flow of activity on Twitter uh, at WPModder. That's W-P-M-O-D-D-E-R. Uh, that was the first name I chose when I started modifying WordPress. So uh, it's stuck. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm also on LinkedIn uh, as Adam W. Warner. Uh, I would love to connect with anyone uh, through Twitter or LinkedIn. Or you can go to realkidshirts.com and check out the drawings uh, uh, of our children. Cool. All righty. Well, just like to thank our pod friends. You heard from both of them during uh, the show, but uh, mindsize.com and foosales.com. I appreciate their support. So that's it for this week. A great show. And just one last time, I want to thank you, Adam, for joining us. Oh, thanks again, Bob. Really appreciate it. Noel, it was a real pleasure meeting you. Same here. Have a beautiful day. Thanks, you too. Take care.